We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen part of work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. So should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi everyone, this is Kelsey Jones, Managing Editor at Search Engine Journal, and I'm here with Stefan Spencer, the author of Google Power Search and the co-author of The Art of SEO, and he also runs the blog The Science of SEO. How are you today? I'm doing great. Good. So I know you're going to be joining us at the SCJ Summit in Santa Monica, and you're going to be covering um, productivity and getting things done. So I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. I know that you lived in New Zealand for eight years while you were continuing to run and own a U.S.-based agency. What are some tools and websites you used while you were working abroad that anyone could use either while they're working abroad or they're right in the office? Right. So some of the tools actually back then uh, don't exist anymore or some of the tools that um, I use now didn't exist back then. So um, like back then I, I used an app called IGTD, but uh, that doesn't exist anymore it's, or it's not being updated. I use things for the Mac and things for iPad and, and iPhone. Both uh, uh, the, all the versions are by cultured code and they all uh, synchronize and uh, work seamlessly together. So uh, that's kind of my trusted system that I use. And um, uh, that just helps me to uh, keep everything out of my head and and, in a place that I trust. I also give my assistants uh, access to my things database so they can uh, go in. And like I said, because it's all synchronized and in the cloud, by having a, an install of, of things on, on their Mac, then they can access all my projects and, and next actions and so forth. I, I wonder if maybe though it might be useful for uh, your listeners if I step back a little bit and explain what I mean by uh, GTD and, and getting things done. Yeah, definitely. I know that that's what you're going to cover at your SEJ Summit section uh, session. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that methodology for those of us that don't know a lot about it? Right. So it's the it's all based on the best-selling book by David Allen called Getting Things Done. And uh, he teaches workshops on the topic. He's a uh, very uh, rich resource uh, uh, site on on GTD at, um, at davidallen.com. It's just it's it's an ama- amazing life changing methodology for productivity and and just uh, not for time management as much as it's for life management and it's not okay. just for your business and so forth and, and so by having uh, for example the idea of everything out of your head into a trusted system. That's a GTD um, idea. You, you get into a state, a Zen-like state called mind like water, where you don't have to remember your, your grocery list. You don't have to remember yeah. uh, like, oh, I got to make this call before the end of the day. So it's really a, quite a, a freeing thing just to have that one trusted system, not to 
have notes scattered around the place on on post-its or backs of envelopes or napkins or anything like that. One trusted system. And then um, you figure out what your next actions are for your projects. You don't have to figure out the entire project. It's not like uh, figuring out the whole Gantt chart and everything. You just have to figure out what the next thing is that you do uh, to move that project forward. And then the next uh, next action after that will present itself and so forth. So if it, it's simply to make a phone call, uh, then that's what you put into your trusted system to make that phone call, not mapping out the entire project. It's unnecessary at this point. And then assigning a context to those next actions so that you know that, oh, this is a phone item. This is an errand. This is a at computer sort of thing. And then this thing here is um, something I have to do at home so that you can filter your, your to-do list, your next action list by context and say, oh, I'm just going to make a phone call here while I'm sitting in the doctor's office waiting room. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't go on an errand right now. I can't do stuff that requires me to be at the office or at home. So I don't want to see any of that stuff. It'll just make my brain hurt. I just want to see the things that are phone items that will uh, be easily accomplished in, in this time slot that I have. So I use, like I said, things for for the Mac and for iPhone and so forth. So I just pull up my Things app. I uh, click on the at phone uh, option in my uh, filter by context list, and I can see all the, the phone items I, I can do. So that's really handy. And, and you do like um, weekly reviews where you have an appointment with yourself to go over your um, your next actions list, your your someday maybes, your waiting fors, or your open loops, in other words, um, your your projects list. And, and it's just, a, it's a really powerful methodology. I, I only kind of uh, scratched the surface on it. Uh, I, I encourage you to read the book. Uh, I know you have, <laughs> Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, you're already using GTD, so that's awesome. And once you have a methodology like this, it makes it a lot easier to start delegating and um, and outsourcing in a more efficient, uh, effective way. So that's that's a whole other topic, like virtual assistants and all that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. I know I read uh, Getting Things Done a couple years ago when I was just starting to freelance full time. And it really struck a chord with me because it made me feel like everything that I have to do is manageable and you just kind of take it one step at a time. And like you said, putting everything in a trusted system. For me, I love Todoist. It's a free service. And then they have a premium version that's uh, 30 bucks a year. And they just have an app and then a web-based version. And you can break up your to-do items in specific projects. You can do reoccurring tasks. You can assign tasks to other people. So that's been one that has just really worked for me. And it's just kind of, I think, a process of what works best for you personally. Yep. You know, I, I like Evernote a lot too, since it's cloud-based and I can, like you said, if I'm standing in line, you know, waiting at the DMV or something, I can pull up Evernote or Todoist and say, okay, what's one thing I can get done while I'm standing here? And I can look at my quick tasks that I know will only take me a few minutes that I can get done from okay. my phone. Right. So I am a real geek when it comes to this stuff, like uh, <laughs> all, the, all the technology around productivity and so forth and people who are using... Pomodoro timers, there are people yeah. who are uh, like the more kind of project management type systems like Asana, 
Um, I use Trello. Uh, mm -hmm. So I use a range of different tools uh, depending on, on the needs. Uh, there are also tools for uh, just being more focused when you're working. Right? Um, I use a tool on, on my uh, Mac uh, that allows me to just it automatically hides everything into the background that is is not active at the moment oh. so it's just a um it's it's uh called hocus focus and it's a, just a free little app that uh, will minimize everything other than what you're working on at that moment because any kind of clutter will just uh it will take focus away from what you're working on so you can even um, hide, uh, like there's an app called Desktopple that can you know, even hide your um, your menu bar, so you won't see that file edit view window and all the little, uh, app icons and so forth at the top. It just blacks that out until you need it, until you mouse over it. So clarity focus is all about getting stuff out of your eye path that is not related to the immediate task at hand. <laughs> So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing that's really helped me focus is I'll listen to classical music on Pandora or songs or Spotify. And there's also a site that I've used before that I know I've mentioned in another podcast, but it's simplynoise.com. Mm -hmm. And you can do either the sound of rain or you can do white noise, which is basically um, a reoccurring noise like the if you tune your TV to a station that's not working, that buzzing sound, that's white noise. And surprisingly, that can help you focus. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't work for everyone. And my husband definitely thinks that I'm off my rocker if I'm, <laughs> whenever I play that from my computer. But, you know, it really works for me sometimes to play white noise just because it helps me block out everything. Yeah. Or, or you could try binaural beats. Uh, oh, yeah. I've heard of that. Your... I haven't tried it. Yeah, so you can get an app for your phone that will play binaural beats, uh, which are uh, their tones that uh, have a special effect on your brain. I'm, I'm not uh, really that clear on how it works, but uh, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Give it a try and you know, see how it works out for you, um, even if you just want to use it to relax before you go to sleep. Um, definitely you don't want to do a lot of computer stuff uh, right before bed and have, mm -hmm. have the blue light from the screens of whether it's your phone or your, your laptop or whatever, right before you try to go to sleep. Uh, not, not good for a, a good night's sleep, not good for your, your deep sleep. I'm also a sleep geek too. So I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I have one of these uh, Zeos that they don't make anymore. You can uh, strap it to your forehead and it will, oh. uh, it'll track your deep sleep and, and your, uh, uh, your light sleep or REM sleep and, and give you a report in the morning of uh, how much you got of each. And you can see the, the, the trend line and everything pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I have a Fitbit Surge HR and you just wear it on your wrist and it tracks your heart rate and your steps and um, how many flights of stairs you took the whole day. And I don't wear mine at night, but you can, and it tracks your sleep. So it tells you, you know, if you moved around a lot, then it can surmise that you didn't really get a good night's sleep. So that kind of stuff is definitely interesting. And I think having as much information about yourself and how you work and sleep and live as possible, as possible, it kind of helps you figure out what type of tools and tactics work best. 
Yep, absolutely. Because something that is uh, just perfect for one person, like uh, they're big into Basecamp or Asana mm -hmm. or Trello or whatever, it may not work for, for you. You're maybe more of a Pomodoro person, uh, the Pomodoro method, or there's actually a, a tool that combines Pomodoro method with GTD. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Product Hunt, if you're familiar with that site, uh, oftentimes will list some really cool productivity tools. Um, there's a productivity section of uh, uh, Product Hunt. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Fun to uh, look that out. Yeah. I know one other thing that you had kind of mentioned earlier in the podcast that I wanted to touch on was having virtual assistants. I know for my own company, Moxidot, I just have a small marketing agency. I have uh, two virtual assistants that help me, you know, come up with projects, do research, help me research content for social media. Um, and I know you had mentioned you have virtual assistants as well. How did that come about and what do your virtual assistants do for you and how does that help your productivity? Right. So I use virtual assistants to manage my email, to manage uh, my calendar, travel bookings, setting up appointments with clients and prospects, because you know, I'm, I'm doing SEO consulting and I have uh, uh, client work and, and meetings and I also speak at conferences and so forth. So um, I have a pretty active schedule. So having to manage all that myself would be a real nightmare. Like I, I want to maintain what's called inbox zero, where mm -hmm. I go into my inbox randomly at one point uh, during the day and I'll see nothing in there or almost nothing. And that's basically what happens because my virtual assistants manage uh, my inbox for me. So if you were to email me, to my, my main email, Stefan at stephanspencer.com, I wouldn't see that initially it would get filtered and sorted by my assistant who would decide whether it's something that requires my action or just my you know, reading and reviewing of it, or it can go straight into the archives. Uh, there are things that are more like someday maybes. There's a folder for that. There is a folder for waiting fors. But for the most part, I concern myself with the two folders in my email. One is uh, action and the other is read review. And I don't put stuff in there. My assistant puts stuff in there. I don't look okay. at my inbox. I just look at action and then occasionally at read review, which is just kind of like an FYI folder. So that that in itself will change your life because think about how much time you spend in email. Yeah. And so much of that time is unproductive. So that is a fantastic thing. If you can trust somebody to uh, hand over the reins to your email in that way, which which I've you know, you, bu you build that trust, you know, yeah. to say, here are the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> the first day that you hire them, they have to earn that trust. But once they do, I mean, it's so freeing. It's amazing. Um, so uh, finding, uh, I don't know, like uh, travel uh, bookings, hotels, uh, flights and all that. Uh, I delegate that as well. I delegate... Um, um, like I said, maintaining my, my calendar, even just doing research. And um, like, for example, I'm in some high powered masterminds and there are Facebook groups associated with those that are really valuable. And I don't have time to scan through all those. Uh, so I have my virtual assistants scan through those, find the really uh, best bits to, to highlight and, and, 
provide a summary uh, in, in an email. So I don't have to spend a half hour in, in Facebook. It's just so distracting. You, yeah. you got to, in fact, I, one of the best things you can do for your productivity is uninstall the Facebook app from your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should definitely do that. It's almost a force of habit to open it up. Yeah. And then you get caught up in this urgency addiction sort of thing, mm -hmm. which is the same thing that draws you into your email constantly through the day. If you only schedule, like, I'm going to go into my email two or three times a day, and then you block out time. Like, I have a separate calendar. I use Google Calendar, and my assistants book my appointments and calls and things. But I have a, a separate calendar for project time, so I block out time to work on different projects, different uh, client uh, projects like an SEO audit or whatever, I'll, um, I'll I'll block out a chunk of time, but it won't be on the calendar that my VA sees because I don't want um, to. If a, if a prospect needs to to um, have a call with me and they only have limited time, it's like okay, I only have you know these couple of time slots available. I don't want to miss out on that opportunity, so I can move my project time blocks um, in that separate calendar. So that's that's a, a nice thing to do as well as have multiple calendars if you're using Google Calendar or iCal on your um, uh, Mac or, or whatever. So um, yeah, the, the VA uh, thing is, is life-changing and even somebody who is just in a, a, a traditional work environment and has a boss and you know reports to people and so forth, they would benefit by being able to delegate stuff that is um, kind of mind-numbing work or is not their their um, their gift to the world. You know, yeah. it's not the the thing that they do the best. You know, so collecting data in spreadsheets and and uh, uh, aggregating stuff and even like drafting tweets and blog posts and things like that. I I. Um, I don't have time to write as much as I'd like to, so I provide concepts. I record um, ideas for for blog posts or articles, and then I have a virtual assistant draft something so I'm not staring at a blank screen. I have an article that I can uh, refine and, and revise and then submit for uh, uh, you know, search engine uh, journal, for example, whatever, right? So, yeah, um, it, it's it, it's so freeing to have people that are um, that you're delegating this sort of stuff to. In, in New Zealand, when I lived there, I actually had an assistant on site who'd come in and into my office and would take shorthand. I would uh, kind of dictate the idea for a, a blog post or an article that way. And that worked well for, because she had that skill of shorthand and, and mm -hmm. uh, she was a good writer. So she would craft something that, uh, like I said, it's so much easier for me to not have a black, a blank screen, but to have something that I can work with and, and, and kind of like having some clay that I can mold in, in the shape that I want. So, you know, once I moved back to the States, uh, you know, she stayed in New Zealand and I, I did, she moved on to other things. And, and so I haven't done it in that way since, um, now I, I just record myself and hand it over to, uh, uh, to a, a VA, but 
surprisingly for for some people like me uh, i enjoy and and i'm more i don't know in the flow when mm-hmm. i'm talking to somebody versus to uh just a, a recording device with nobody on the other end so if if you have trouble with uh, uh just talking into a, a mic or recording device you need to have somebody at the other end it's worth hiring a virtual assistant and having them be on the other end and, and make it more of a conversation so that they can extract your brilliance and then uh, you get that transcribed or, or summarized by the virtual assistant or whatever. So, Yeah. Um, so kind of wrapping up our conversation today, I know that we could talk so much more about productivity and you're going to talk more about it at your session during the SCJ Summit in Santa Monica. But if, let's say, you know, some of our listeners want to hire a virtual assistant, what are some, you know, websites that you would recommend as a good place for them to get started? Right. So I'd first caution you on going straight to a site like Odesk or uh, freelancer.com or Elance because the folks that you would hire uh, are, are distracted by other shiny objects very quickly. Like somebody else <laughs> offers five more cents mm-hmm. an hour and suddenly this person that you've worked so hard to find just disappears. So the way that I do it is I put up a job advert which includes a riddle and uh, uh, some other requirements so that they have to jump through some hoops in order to apply. Um, a problem-solving riddle, you'd um, be amazed how much uh, that improves the signal-to-noise ratio. It's huh, so wow. many, yeah, so many uh, nonsense applicants will, will uh, hit you up otherwise. So I use Craigslist in the U.S. if I'm looking specifically for somebody in the Philippines, and I'll use onlinejobs.ph. Um, but yeah, the, the approach to using Craigslist is pretty specific in terms of how you go about it, which cities that you would target course because this is a virtual role you don't have to target somebody in the same city as you in fact a lot of times i would uh, advise against that but yeah there's a whole process here you just have to come to the scj summit and hear my talk on it so yeah definitely um so uh stefan spencer thank you so much for joining us for marketing nerds today we i know that we all enjoyed having you thanks for having me Yep. And signing off, this is Kelsey Jones, Managing Editor of Search Engine Journal. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.